Hey, sisters and brothers, I have a new sponsor, my friends Gary and Mary Lou from AlkalineWaterSoGood.com. They are international Kangen water distributors. Kangen water is delicious water created from Enagic's innovative water technology. Enagic is a 56-year-old Japanese company with 40 offices in 23 countries, including an office in Manila and eight offices in the U.S. And it is the leading manufacturer of alkaline ionizers and water filtration machines in the world. Not only do these devices filter your tap water, but they also produce ionized alkaline and acidic waters through electrolysis. These waters can be used for various purposes, including drinking, cooking, beauty, and cleaning. Can you imagine never buying bottled water again? The plastic and bottled water often contains BPA and other chemicals, which are proven to be hazardous to your health. And how much fun is it lugging cases of it from the market, recycling it, and you know, plastic is an environmental nightmare. According to Gary, it's also a great way to add an additional income stream. He's been selling machines for over 12 years internationally, and everyone needs the healthiest water in the world. So folks, if you have any questions about Kangen Water, check out their website at alkalinewatersogood.com. That's alkalinewatersogood.com. Or you can email them at gary at garyballin.com. Gary Ballin with two L's dot com. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show. Talk. Hey, sisters and brothers. Welcome to another episode of WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. And this is your host, Wolf Hemara. I want to thank you folks for joining me again for another episode of my uh, small podcast, my humble podcast called WDRS Talk. So it is another episode, uh, episode 13. Now I'm feeling kind of superstitions. Maybe I should skip 13. So let's do it, let's make it uh, episode 14. And it's going to be part four of Stories from the Road. And uh, if you have been listening to the podcast, and uh, you know what Stories from the Road is. And if you are a new listener, thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for clicking that uh, link to start the show. And uh, I hope you guys have been uh, enjoying the interviews and I have really been enjoying um, giving those interviews. I mean, these are the people that I look up to, the people whose art and craft and uh, talent I admire. So it's not really any just any mainstream um, personality, but you know the people that I actually um, you know um, look up to and admire and respect. So I hope you guys enjoy. The interview so far, the, there are a lot of really exciting um, interviews coming up. So please spread the word and uh, please do subscribe to the channels you're listening to this on. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe, give a like. Um, all of those things are very important, of course. <clears throat> and uh, if you are on Spotify, please give us a follow. Greatly appreciated. Also on Apple Podcasts and Anchor FM. And uh, this is actually done through Anchor FM. 
Um, they do it for free. They believe in the democratization of audio. So if you want to start a podcast like I did, all you got to do is go to uh, anchorfm.com. Or it's, an, it's also an app. And right then and there, you just have to sign up, as, as you do always. You sign up with an email. And you can do a podcast right away on your phone and put it up the same once you're finished. So if you've got something to say and you want to say it, then, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. So check it out. All right. Um, What else? Ah, Donald Trump's gone. Yay. It's a new day. And uh, have you seen those Bernie uh, memes? The sitting Bernie? <laughs> the Bernie's mittens? I love him, man. I actually just bought a shirt from the Bernie Sanders campaign website. If you want to buy a shirt, it's $27. And all proceeds go to charity. So they already released a sweatshirt of Sitting Bernie. And it's sold out. Um, and all of the proceeds, 100%, goes to Meals on Wheels uh, in Vermont, which is a food service for seniors. So that if you sign up to Meals on Wheels... Um, your food gets delivered because, um, you know, uh, as you know, a lot of Americans are really, they don't really cook at home. So um, this is a service that uh, uh, delivers food to them. So all the proceeds, all the sale, all the money will go to Wheels on Meals in Vermont, which is where Bernie is from. So that's how you do it, man. The, the complete opposite of Trump. So it's a new day. I'm talking like Bernie's the president, but it sure feels like he is up there with Biden. Um, nothing to take away. I'm um, not to take away anything from Biden because he won the election by by seven, eight million votes. Man, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, shit. You know. So um, we wish him well, and we will. He will do his job after he's seen, seen the worst. He's not gonna. I don't think so because he is um if there anything i mean he is creepy joe he can get creepy and stuff but i think in his soul he's a good catholic person and i'm a catholic so i understand where he's coming from you know where the kindness comes from where the compassion comes from because those are the that's the way uh uh catholics are taught the, the 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 teachings of Jesus, which is compassion, love your neighbor, love your enemy. <laughs> you know, turn the other cheek. That's that's Joe. I mean, Joe Biden is very serious about that stuff. He's not. He is not a zealot, but he is a uh, how would you call it? an obedient Catholic. So I don't think that. You know, he has a lot of things in his past that um, he should rectify. And I think he will with the actions that he will be taking. And uh, just we wish everybody good luck. And to everybody who has COVID, um, let's all pray for them, for their healing. And to all the families who are hurting out there, who lost loved ones, please pray for them as well. Whatever you do, if you don't pray, then just send them good vibes, you know. Um and and um, or say just say something nice to 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 the either, 
You know, just say it out loud. I hope those people get better. And that's it. You don't have to pray. You know, you just have to say it out loud. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, there you go. It's a new day and we are still continuing to fucking fight COVID. Don't give up. The vaccines are slowly but surely coming in. A lot of people that I know have been vaccinated already and I'm I'm happy for them. And I'm, I hope that my patient um, gets her vaccination soon um, so that she's safe. And um, yeah, man, lost a lot of people. And uh, just continue to fight, continue to be aware, you know, and continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, avoid crowds at all costs and boost your immune system. This is not an ad. This is not sponsorship. This is very important. You boost your immune system <clears throat> through vitamin C, vitamin D, um, zinc, turmeric, um, and whatever supplements you got that, that makes you stronger because it helps. It makes a difference. And try to cut down on sugar. I'm not trying to be preachy, but that's what I do. I, I try to cut down on, on as, much as, as much sugar as I can. I'm into uh, zero sugar drinks nowadays. Very nice. I think I'm not addicted to the sugar. I'm addicted to the fizz, you know, in soda. That's what I'm addicted to. So these, I found this really cool brand um, that I like. It's got the fizz and the flavor and no sugar. So so that's uh that's how we do it, man. Let's do it all together. Um there are no more negative uh misinformation out there. Uh Trump's been uh uh banned from Twitter and they are a private company so they have every right to ban anybody. He's not the first one to be banned by Twitter. So, you know, don't feel bad for the guy. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's it. Uh, take care, people. And here we go. This is Stories from the Road, Part 4, Wolfgang in Cebu. All right. So this story is about the first two visits of Wolfgang to the wonderful city in the Visayas called Cebu. Now, if anybody out there... Apart from Filipinos who is listening out there, thank you very much. If you have never been to Cebu, if you have never been to the Philippines, please come over. We, you are so welcome. Please come after the pandemic when everything's okay. And you will have a grand time. And uh, people are nice. The women are beautiful. The food is fucking excellent. And the beaches are out of this world. You will not be... Uh, you will not be disappointed. So Cebu, yeah. So, um, let's see. So we get news that we are going to Cebu. This is, the first album had come out. And we were invited to go and play at Paddy's Point in Cebu City. And it was with Razorback. So Wolfgang and Razorback, Paddy's Point, Cebu City. 
what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Anyway, we were all excited. I mean, at this time, this would be 1996, I think. Early 96, I'm not sure. If anybody was at this gig, please, please uh, do leave a comment and, uh, you know, tell us, Tell tell us a story about your own perspective. You know how it how it looked from your eyes and ears. Um, so anyway, so we're excited because like oh my god! Uh, during that time, Wolfgang and Razorback, we were brother bands. I mean, we were the people who hung out with each other. We actually hung out with each other. We played Monopoly together. We made you know um, you know our our early gigs were all together. So going to Cebu was just like going, you know, going to camping with your best friend, with your best friends, and to have a party, basically, and get paid for, the, for one weekend. A whole weekend of partying and getting paid in the end. <laughs> so it was great. So, um, so we go there. Um, I still have pictures from the flight, I think. I'll be posting up posting them up on the WDRS uh, Facebook page and uh, and um Instagram as well. So check it out. Um we get to Cebu and of course, you know, when you're there with your friends on a, in a in a strange place we've never been there. Um we're average age of everybody was like 24, 25 you know prime of your your prime of your young life and it was just exciting and then we uh uh where did we we stayed um in a ship in a parked cruise ship in Cebu in Mactan Island I think and uh I'm not sure I don't remember the name but if you, if anyone knows that um, the name of that uh, parked cruise ship, please do uh, leave it in the comments. Let's fill in the blanks of this story. So uh, we get there, and it's just a, a wonderful, awesome cruise ship. And we're, you know, it's our hotel. It's our it's our hotel. And um, me and Basti were bunkmates. A really nice, simple but really classy hotel room, you know, cabin, hotel cabin. And uh, so we were uh, roommates. And at the time, we were already starting to write new songs. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is this is in the second. This is in the second uh, part. So we get to Cebu, and I'm, I don't remember the actual hotel. It was a it was a hotel hotel yeah I remember now okay so I remember there was a jacuzzi on the top floor <laughs> I remember that shit and I remember Tirso had he brought you know cigars because he 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 uh, he was starting to take over the management of uh, his family's family's cigar company. In Manila, so yeah, he always had cigars, and we were there in uh, on the top floor of this hotel in Cebu City in the jacuzzi with cigars. It was just, and um, and I also had a girlfriend at the time. My girlfriend was there with us, and it was just the best time, man. 
And this was Friday, and we we were playing Saturday night. So we had, you know, all weekend to party. So we get to the, we get, uh, Saturday comes, and we're playing uh, in the, in the back of Paddy's Point and outdoors. And uh, we play, um, it's the setup, the stage is inside a gazebo, which was in the middle of, the the in the middle of the space um, in the back of of the of the bar of the restaurant, and so you know three hundred six three hundred sixty degree view on the stage, but um, it was just you know the, the the there were there were chairs set up in the front, you know um, plastic chairs, plastic tables, you know, and. I don't remember much before the show, but I I remember at the show itself, uh, Razorback went on first, and I remember the plastic chairs and tables were. <laughs> so you see the audience, and then you see the chairs and the tables on top of the audience because they were everyone wanted to stand up and rock out, so they were, you know, taking the chairs and tables out, but they weren't throwing them. They were actually carrying them across the crowd, passing them from, you know, person to person. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and uh, right then and there, um, um, we fell in love with Cebu. Because, you know, we were backstage, and there's no backstage, it's a gazebo, so you can see everything. And they can see you, you know, there's no privacy at all, which was fine with us. We were fine. We weren't rock stars. You know, we weren't really asking for rock star treatment during those times. But, um, and we had a saying, we, we developed a, um, not a saying, but an observation through the years of touring. This is later on, that the more, and no offense to anyone, but this is our just our observation as Wolfgang, as a touring band, is that the more south you go in the Philippines, the more south you play, the wilder it gets. And it is not untrue. And I, we developed that observation because it happened. It's from experience. So, in Cebu was the first time no we already had experienced the the gig in Iloilo and Cebu was the first time we, we have never been to Cebu so we were always surprised because we we're you know Wolfgang Razorback we were born in the city we we're city kids you know so we don't know the the culture of other cities around the Philippines well, I know my culture in Iloilo because that's my family's roots. But aside from that, I don't know the culture in Davao. I don't know the culture in Cebu or Iligan or Leyte or, or um, Sorsogon. I don't know the, the local culture. So we, don't, we didn't really know how people would be reacting to our music because we've never, you know, this is pre-cable, uh, you know, I mean high-speed cable or whatever, whatever, and, and internet, pre-internet. Um, There's already texting, but the internet was just, there's nothing on the internet at that time. So 
you know, people in the provinces were not getting any information. They were just running on what they heard on the radio. And Cebu had its a satellite station of NU-107. So they were, they were getting all the music that Manila was getting, which included the local music. So we didn't, but we didn't, we did not really understand how they would react because we, we don't know the culture. I'm speaking personally. So when they, when the crowd just went apeshit, when Razorback started, I mean, it's Razorback. It's like rock and roll on 11 on the first song. So, there's no warm up, warm up with Razorback and Wolfgang. And it's like, we, you know, it's time to fight right now. <laughs> so you got to get up. And then that's why, you know, people were passing, uh, passing out the, uh, the plastic chairs and tables out of the way so they could rock out on their feet. And um, so anyway, um, before I continue the story, I also wanted to... Uh, um, give you some awareness and it's connected to the story. So please uh, uh, humor me and hear me out a little bit. Um, this, uh, an event happened during the same time after this first gig in Cebu uh, that Cebu was, was rocked uh, by a very major criminal event that turned out to be a hoax, that turned out to be not true. And uh, it involved nine men, but in particularly a guy named Paco Laranyaga from Cebu. So this is the connection to this, this, this episode. And he was wrongly accused with uh, the, the other eight guys of raping and murdering uh, a woman, a young Chinese woman, Chinese-Filipino woman. And uh, they, were, they were eventually uh, freed because there was not enough evidence. There's no evidence at all <laughs> that linked them to the disappearance and or murder and rape because the body was never found. So nobody knows what, what happened to the girl if she's actually dead, you know. So there is this, um, this um, documentary that um, you should check out that involves him, and it's called Give Up Tomorrow. And it is uh, the story of that um, event and the story of Paco Laranyaga and how he was uh, wrongly accused and was almost given the death penalty. And somehow, I'm not sure, I, I, I forget the story, but he's, he is still serving time, but in Spain for something. And, and the documentary explains it. And um, but he is already safe from the death penalty and the and the eight other um, alleged uh, accused men were have been freed, and I hope that their lives are back together again. But 
uh, Paco Laranyaga is still paying for something that he didn't do. So um, so do check it out. Do check out that uh, documentary, uh, Give Up Tomorrow, so you know what's uh, happening. And uh, you got to raise some awareness. You know, you don't have to be an activist. You know, all you need to do is just to be aware so, so that you know that, you know, even though people, you, you might think that everything's fine and dandy, but it's not. And awareness is a big thing. Because now you have a choice. You know, now your soul and your mind is going to work. You'll be like, shit, I don't like what happened to that guy. How can I help? How can I help him? Or whatever. Or whatever. Or you don't do anything at all. It doesn't matter. But the most important thing is that you're aware that it happened. And it happened in Cebu. And this guy, Paco Laranyaga, was in the front row of this show. Because when that event happened I think it was months later or years I don't know Tirso of Razorback remembered him because Tirso you know he's the guitarist so he's in front so he saw them in the front row they were sitting down in the front row him and his friends I guess and he goes yeah I padded that guy he was there at that show in Paddy's Point he was in the front row and I actually remember because I remember <laughs> I remember the front row was this big mestizo guy, mestizo meaning, you know, Spanish looking uh Filipino person. And uh and a group in, in the front row and they were not moving while all the plastic chairs and tables were <laughs> you know, mayhem was happening behind them, but they, they were unfazed. I guess I guess I don't know, maybe they're they're the big bosses of, of that of that uh of that town who knows but anyway the point is he was wrongly accused and uh he was innocent and uh, so check it out so anyway he was at that show and uh, when we played yeah like i said we fell in love with cebu right then and there we we're like we want to play in this town as much as we can because they are wild they they reciprocate the 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 energy they are full of energy they like to party they are a party town and they like the rock and roll to 11 <laughs> so anyway moving forward to the second time that wolfgang goes to cebu let me just take a sip of water here hey sisters and brothers i have a new sponsor my friends gary and marilou from AlkalineWaterSoGood.com. They are international Kangen water distributors. Kangen water is delicious water created from Enagic's innovative water technology. Enagic is a 56-year-old Japanese company with 40 offices in 23 countries, including an office in Manila and eight offices in the U.S. And it is the leading manufacturer of alkaline ionizers and water filtration machines in the world. Not only do these devices filter your tap water, but they also produce ionized alkaline and acidic waters through electrolysis. These waters can be used for various purposes, including drinking, cooking, beauty, and cleaning. Can you imagine never buying bottled water again? The plastic and bottled water often contains BPA and other chemicals, which are proven to be hazardous to your health. 
and how much fun is it lugging cases of it from the market, recycling it, and you know, plastic is an environmental nightmare. According to Gary, it's also a great way to add an additional income stream. He's been selling machines for over 12 years internationally, and everyone needs the healthiest water in the world. So folks, if you have any questions about Kangen Water, check out their website at alkalinewatersogood.com. That's alkalinewatersogood.com. Or you can email them at gary at garyballin.com. Garyballin with two L's dot com. Mmm, water. Uh, drink your water, folks. Stay hydrated out there. Um, so second time in Cebu, it was um, uh, a couple of months later, January of ninety. January of ninety of ninety seven. Yes, because Semanolin, the second album of Wolfgang, had come out already, and came out in ninety six. So this was January in ninety seven. And this time it was during the Sinulog Festival in Cebu City, which is a fucking big deal. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest festivals in the Philippines and, and I would say in the world. I mean, it was, it's like a week-long festival. It's like, uh, it's like uh, Dia de los Muertos in, uh, in Mexico. It's a whole week. And it culminates with uh, drum competitions, and uh, parades with the drum the, with the guys who are who the the drum corps who are who are competing, so they go through the they go through town, through the you know the streets of Cebu, and all these different drum groups, um, drum corps, different kinds and 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 uh, tiatihan dancers you know native native dancing, and it's just wow. Oh man, and everyone's just drinking in the in the, in the street, um, you know, with tables, of course, you know, hanging out in the street while these these floats go by, and they'll stop and they'll they'll start playing for about three minutes, five minutes, and people are just partying, man, and drinking, and oh, it's just it's so much fun, man, so much fun in Sinulog. So that was the situation we were going into, and. Um, we did not know, we still did not know from our last trip in Paddy's Point, we did not know how much more popular we had gotten. You know, we don't really know because, like I said, there's no internet, there's no cable TV, there's no connection from the Philippines to the rest of the country, you know, cult- culturally and uh, through video, through television. And... uh so we have no idea. So the gig is going. The venue was going to be at um, the Cebu National Sports Complex, I think. Cebu or Cebu Sports Complex, which is a full, full-on sports complex with a soccer field in the middle, and then the track for track and field that goes around the soccer field. Um, bleaches, uh, bleachers on one side and a stage on the other. Um, there's actual, there's an actual platform for a stage. 
Um, I guess they have, if they have, you know, ceremonies there, they use that. And um, so we get there and that's the thing. And we get there on Friday and then that's when we stay at the, at the ship, at the park cruise ship. It was beautiful, like I said, and me and Basti uh, were bunkmates. And that is also where... Um, we uh, we were we were we were at the time already starting to write new songs for the third album. And um, as you as if you're a Wolfgang fan, uh, the third album is a concept album called Verm. And um, at this point, there is still no. There was still no um, concept. There was no storyline to the to the album, to the lyrics or whatever. It was just a couple of songs. And um, at this time, um, the music I was listening to was, I was so immersed. I was fully immersed. I said fully immersed. My whole soul and my senses were immersed in one album called the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion by the Black Crows, their second album. And the, I had the cassette tape in my cassette deck in my car for a whole year, listening to it every time I was in the car. I can recite the lyrics. I can sing along to those lyrics anytime, any day. And it's one of my favorite pieces of music ever. So anyway, there's a song on there, the second to the last song called My Morning Song. And uh, in it is a lyric called The Emperor Worm. And on my bed, The Emperor Worm. And I was like, fuck, man. Emperor Worm, man. That's a fucking cool-ass name for a song, for an album. So I, I, when me and Basti were bunkmates in the cruise ship, um, I laid it out for him. You know, it's like, hey, Basti, check this out. Check this out. We can call the album The Emperor Worm. And he goes, ooh, that's cool, man. Well, let's cut it short. Let's call it Worm and then give it a German spelling. And then I go, and then I, I think I was the one who uh, said, uh, um, thought of spelling it like, like a German word, W U with umlaut and rm instead of w o r m which is the same thing worm and uh, and he wrote a song called emperor worm and so that's how that happened and um and then i think from from that that's when he it sparked the idea of making it uh, a concept a lyrical concept album and um and that's how the genesis of of the third Wolfgang album called uh, Verm was uh yeah that's the genesis right there in that in that uh in that cabin on that cruise ship in Cebu so saturday comes we do a sound check in uh, the afternoon we go to the venue it's a huge venue it's a huge sports complex and uh, 
uh, when we get there, Yano is um, doing their sound check. And of course, uh, by the way, the the show wasn't just a Wolfgang show. It was Wolfgang, Yano, and Green Department. So, yeah, really cool, huh? During Sinulog. Um, so Yano was uh, on the stage doing their sound check, and then after, uh, when they were done, it was us, and then we go back to the hotel, have dinner, hang out, and uh, the 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 modus operandi of the Wolfgang crew, crew and band, is we do the sound check together. Um, you know, we have our sound man Aris, Aris Ginto. And we have our roadies, Roadies Inc. And Dino Barton in charge of security. And uh, so they check out the venue. And then Dino uh, meets with the local security for exit uh, entrance and exit strategies for the band. You know, um, then the roadies, because everybody's sharing the back line. Every, all the bands are sharing the, the sound system and the back line, the amps and the drums. So we have to the the roadies have to take uh, notes on the settings that Manuel and Juan and myself and Basti decide on, you know, so that when it's our turn to get up on there, you just have to turn the knobs from the last band and you're set to go. Um. So and then the and then when and then after dinner. Usually what happens is that Roadies Inc., they get uh, a little freshened up and they go ahead to the venue, maybe two hours ahead of the uh, band. And they stay there, get a feel for the show. Um, and Dino does his, his job in security. You know, they check out the, where they can pass, where, they can, where the van can come in and, and, and go out. Really exciting stuff, man, if you think about it. Uh, everybody's working. Everybody's um, on the ball. You know, you can feel the adrenaline. You can feel the, the you know, everyone's serious. You can feel the seriousness in the air. That okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're a crew, and we're gonna do this our way, the right way. It's gonna be good. So we get uh, we take a van to the venue, and um, when we get there, when we get inside, it's it's the field, huge field, and we are we already see people. There's a crowd and a band's playing up on stage. I think Green Department is still on stage finishing their set. And <clears throat> so when you're at ground level, you can't really tell how many people are actually there because you're going to see only the people in front of you. So, you know, we were, I, uh, me personally, uh, personally, I was like kind of disappointed because the crowd seemed that they were only right in front of the stage. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of people already, but I didn't know exactly how much. And uh, so we get backstage, um, we go into the dressing room, which is right under the stage. So the windows to the dressing room are facing the audience. So by the time we get there into the dressing room, Yano has just started and... I think that it was their first song, and it was I, I distinctly, and I can remember this. And right now, I can think about it, and I can hear the voices of the people outside. Kumusta na? Ayos pa ba ang buhay natin? 
E kung hindi, sorry. Paano na? Ewan ko ba? Bahala na. Sorry about that. But uh, they were singing that song and that was the opening opening song of, of Yano's set. It was awesome. And, I, and, and, and even if you were right there, you could not tell how many people were actually there because you could only hear the voices of the people in the front row or in the front. So we're like, okay, hang out, hang out, hang out. And every time that we are, what happens next when it's time for Wolfgang's set? This always happens is that one of our roadies, um, Dennis Carion, Dick, and, and Dick, if you're listening, he's in, he's on, he lives in Australia now. I miss you, man. Uh, a real pleasure and honor to have worked with you back in the day, man. So Dick would always come out. This is and this would happen every show, every out of town tour show. Is that when Dick comes into the dressing room and says, "Guys, game," you know, after all the setup, the roadie setup, the amps to the our settings, Dinos ready and waiting to escort us to the stage. Um, the rest of the roadies are in place on the stage. Aries is in the soundboard. We're ready to go. We're ready to rock. And when Dick comes in and says, guys, game, and we go, fuck yeah, game, and it's on. It's on. And then the adrenaline is just overflowing, and you can't take it anymore. You just have to play. The only solution for this amount of adrenaline inside your body is to release it. And uh, we released it, man. So when we got on stage, the, the stage was lit. The audience was dark. It was dark in front of us. We could, you could only see maybe three, peop- three rows in, three rows of people going in, and then the rest is darkness. But you could hear, you could, this is what you could hear. It was dark, okay, but you could hear this. <gasps> Fuck, man. Total darkness. And all you heard was that. You start after every song. You hear that. But by the fourth or fifth song, I think someone in the venue freaked out that people were getting too wild. As usual, when you have that, people, you know, they turn on the lights. So they turned on the floodlights in the field and that's when we saw the fucking crowd and how many people were actually there. And we found out later on that what we saw in front of us was 35,000 people. 35,000 people to watch Wolfgang, Yano, Grin Department. Three bands that play original rock music. Three bands that don't answer to anybody in their, uh, through their art, you know. Nobody controls their art but them. 35,000 people came to see that. That was the best, one of the best gigs I've ever played. The biggest crowd I've ever, I've ever played in front of. Um, and 
it it was like okay we're fucking on this is we're pushing everybody off the ledge on this in this fucking show we're gonna everyone is gonna go mad go crazy and fucking break shit but apparently uh we also heard that uh people <laughs> people had to leave their belts people who had belts on had to leave their belts at the at the at the entrance so i don't know how many people are holding their pants up during this show man <laughs> but that's that's true man they they told us yeah no belts allowed because you know and good thing because there was no violence whatsoever oh i remember this holy shit and this is actually on on video this yeah i saw the video of this there's video footage of this i do not know where it went i i don't remember if it was actually mine or somebody else's but if anybody has footage from the Cebu um, television stations or whatever, this is important. This is important video footage to be unearthed, unearthed if it does exist out there. So anyway, another thing that happened was water bottles. Water bottles were just flying everywhere. I mean, used water bottles. I mean, there was a, I don't know if, uh, I'm sure there was a couple of water bottles filled with fucking piss inside because it's, you know, hey, it's a rock and roll show, man. <laughs> what do you expect? What could go wrong, right? <laughs> but I remember that in the video, it's like just water, empty water bottles flying, 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 flying every which way. And, um, and then a sea of black hair. <laughs> It's just a sea of black hair and the hair, you know, and, and, you know, the, it's funny because when you, I remember this in the video, it's like you see the head banging because you see the light reflecting of all the black hair in the audience. So when they're head banging, it's, you can see the, the silver, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much, um, glistening. It's, it's weird. It's a, it's a weird sight to see. But um, that's not all, because we're not even done yet. So we come up to this song called Semenolin, the title track of the second album. It's an epic song with two parts. First part is slow-tempoed, slow-tempoed with, um, you know, uh, descriptive lyrics, storytelling lyrics, very nice, epic, as, as I would say. And the second part speeds up, gets more aggressive, more exciting, um, double time, double tempo, uh, faster tempo, I mean. So we play it and we're like, fuck, we got to play Semenolin because this is the perfect time to play it, you know, in front of all these people. It's a huge venue, a huge sound system. It'll be a great song to play. So we started off. And uh, if you know the song, <clears throat> after the guitar solo, um, it starts to speed up gradually. And when it speeds up to the double time, where full band comes in, full drums, everyone's playing. At the stroke of midnight, whoo, everything shuts down. The lights on the stage, out. The sound, out. I was still playing the drums, but there was no more 
No more speakers. We're going off. The lights, the floodlights were still on. We could still see the audience. But everything on stage was off. And right, not even two seconds after that, because I think Basti was already singing the, 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 the final verses. The song was getting up there. It was getting adrenalized, you know, and everything shuts down. And two seconds later, not even two seconds later, he starts smashing the mic stand, the microphone stand, and he obliterates the stand. He, it, he pretty much pulverizes the, 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 the mic stand. It's, uh, it's broken. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and, uh, <coughs> and as he's doing this, because, you know, like I said, the, the power just comes out, just goes out. In the in the climax of the song, so everyone's like, "What the fuck just happened?" And they and then two seconds later, they see Basti smashing the 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 mic stand to bits, and they just it's just one big roar, and then it dies down, and then and then I think and then I yeah, and then Basti just storms off, and then I look I look around I look at I look at um, our manager, I look at the roadies, everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? And then even Wally Chamse, the, the head of Sony was there. It was a big deal. Um, a lot of Sony staff were went to Cebu just for that. And, and apparently, um, the rental of the venue was until midnight. And somehow, the, the I don't know, the promoters didn't want to pay for, you know, the overtime fee, which is probably you have to rent the, the whole day next day. You have to you rent it till Sunday. So even if they're not going to use it, they have to rent it out. So like they were probably like, no, we're not going to pay. So they were like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Maybe they were playing chicken with the venue, but the venue is like, hey, man, you didn't pay. So click. <laughs> they didn't care what the fuck was happening. So anyway, um, we get out of there. Then we go back to the hotel. And on the way out, on the way out, mind you, when we got in there through the van, the, you know, our van was our, our, our vehicle, um, there was no one in that side of, of the field. It was empty. But going out, it was full of people already. It was just full. And we had to make, space i think there was an escort a police escort that we had to get out from the of the field into the exit exit into the street and going through the crowd and then they and then you know the people there they realize that it's the band inside the van and they just start hitting the van the windows of the van you know not, not to break it but to you know so it's like this. It just sounds like this. <laughs> and you're inside the van like a fucking goldfish in a fucking, you know, in a fucking aquarium. Everyone's hitting the windows of the van and just start shouting, Wolfgang, 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 Wolfgang. You know, they're just showing love, man. And, you know, we weren't really scared because I know that they weren't going to be, you know, they weren't going to be violent to us, you know. They were just showing, 
They were just showing love, man. So we get back to the hotel, and um, the local uh, news uh, is there with a camera crew, and uh, they're there to interview us, see what happened. And uh, we got, we were we were briefed, I guess, in the van ride back to the hotel that that's what happened. Is that you know they I guess they didn't want to pay the overtime fee to rent the venue for another whole day. Um, so the venue had no choice but to cut the power at midnight. Um, so we came on, uh, we freshened up a bit, came back down to the lobby and uh, did the interview with the local news channel. And um, we had to explain what happened. And uh, Basti also, he, he felt bad for for uh, for destroying and pulverizing the mic stand. So uh, he apologized on TV as well. But, you know, I told him, it's like, don't feel bad, man. I mean, They'll they'll get paid for that, you know. the 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 um, the promoter will pay for that. You don't have to pay for that because it wasn't your fault, you know. You were you were at the high, you were in the middle of a uh, a transcendental uh, expression event, and the cut and the power just cuts off like that. I mean, that's rude, man. To one, for an artist, that's fucking rude, and that's why Basti reacted that way because he was insulted. It's like, you don't cut the power in the middle of the song. But, you know, I mean, I totally get it. Total, you know, what he did was rock and roll, man. And uh, and that's it. I'll never forget that gig, man. And if you were there, if you're listening to this and you were there and you were in the audience, please do leave a comment. Uh, tell me, tell us how it was um, from your perspective, from your angle, from your eyes and ears. And uh, I just want to say thank you to that city. The people in that city have always loved Wolfgang. And uh, even though I went there as Locomotive and Three-Headed Dog, they showed the same support. And they're just a great bunch of people in Cebu. So... Thank you very much, Cebu, for all your support, for all your love throughout the years. And uh, I'll never forget that gig, man, as long as I live, man. As long as I live, never forget it. All right, folks, that was uh, part four of Stories from the Road. I hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, I'll see you again next week for another interview. Uh, And I got a lot of good interviews uh, lined up for you. I still have to make them, though. I I still have to do them. But... um, uh, it's just the scheduling uh, issues, which is very understandable. You know, people have lives to live, and I'm just appreciate. I, I just appreciate that they make time to uh, to uh, to humor me and uh, to humor my 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 curious mind. And um, so, thank you for all your support, folks. Please subscribe to the channels. Um, thank you to our sponsor, KanganWaterSoGood.com. Check them out. Kangen Water, it's the best, purest, uh, it's the best water in the world. Check them out. And I'll see you next week, folks. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, boost your immune system, take care, legalize marijuana, fucking smoke a bowl, love one another, be kind to one another. All right, peace out.